The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Manscaped. Enter Smooth Fred to save 20% at checkout. By the Beeline, Michter's, and 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred and it's Halloween spooky. <laughs> actually, this today's interview is actually kind of frightening. Um, I'm surprised I survived. If you don't know about the band Gore, uh, they're alien demon gods in, in Antarctica. And they've been around for uh, 30 years basically throwing blood and eating people. And today, I interview Jismak Dagusha. Now, Jismak, he's got a baby spike to his shoulder, and he's got a rack of uh, cow ribs on his side. And he threatened to eat me. He threatened to um, kill me if I made him look silly in this interview. And if you want to see what he looks like, if you want to see what this looks like, you can go check uh, check it out on my YouTube because we did the uh, interview over over video. And listen, I'm I'm lucky that I'm I made it out of this. I made it out of this. But you know they're they're all about uh, destroying the the human race and and showing uh, and showing the world for what it is. Uh, to be honest with you, though, this is it, Gore is a satirical band and the 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 true artists behind it they're they're actually artists but everything they do is based in satire and what human life is <laughs> kind of really all about but this interview is kind of crazy it kind of it, it kind of it's, it's actually kind of crazy and at the same time it's halloween so i wanted to bring some crazy for this halloween special to give you an inside look of what it's like to talk to an alien a crazy alien who would eat you if you were right there in front of him. So enjoy this week's interview, but first a word from our sponsors. Now, Pamela, do you think do you think aliens grow body hair? Because if they do, if they grow body hair, if if Gore grows body hair, I, I'm thinking they could probably use some manscape. What do you think? Well, you know, Fred, I don't have any experience, any personal experience with aliens, so I don't know what their body hair composition would be, but I do have experience with scary men who would really benefit from Manscaped. Let's just put it that way. Manscaped at this time has what they're calling their Perfect Package 3.0. That kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out the grooming routine. It is the third generation trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which no one even wants to imagine. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they only use the best ingredients in their formulation. So that's very, very cool. You also have the Crop Preserver <clears throat> Ball Deodorant. That's what I said, Ball Deodorant. It is an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer for that area. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer, Boxers, all right? So this is the perfect package for your perfect 
package. You also get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code SMOOTHFRED. SMOOTHFRED at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for this job. 20% off and free shipping with the code SMOOTHFRED at manscaped.com. At Nictor's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18 month or more air dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado Whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Write it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. Uh, welcome to the, uh, the Fred Minnick Show. Jizmac uh, uh, Degusha from Gore. How are you, sir? What is this? This is crazy. I'm looking into a box with lights, and I sort of see a per- I see a person. It's you. It's you, Fred. I see you. Yeah, you know, it's this thing called technology, you know. Uh, we have that here on Earth. It's uh, uh, we, can use, we can use this technology for a lot of things. You know, for example, there are a lot of dating websites. I mean, have you ever been on a dating website? I haven't been on a dating website. I mean, the profile picture and description alone just lets everyone run screaming. So there's no, there's no dating for Jismac in this world of, you know, we mostly kill everything we encounter. So, you know, love is kind of a lost concept on the scum dogs, uh, 
you know, that's uh, humans like this thing called love, and we just really don't understand it. So you, you don't you don't understand love. No. But you but you love spraying things on people. Well, that's just inadvertently what happens when you uh, chop a human being's head off. I mean, blood shoots out and sprays everybody. So, you know, that's just uh, that's just part of the that's just part of the thing. That's that's a that's a really good point. Now, I was curious, like, you know, I'm, I'm a very fashionable person. Is there I mean, I mean, you see my outfit here. You I wear, great. I wear an ascot, great. but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is there a place I should put a skull or like a spike or like, you know, an arm on my body around here? No, I mean, depending, I mean, whether you live or not through this interview, it depends on how well you do. You know, usually I kill the interviewer after whatever interview is being done. But if you do a good job, you'll probably live. And, you know, you can use an ascot in many ways. I think it's a good style. It's kind of your signature. I get that. You know, my signature is I jammed a human skull on a spike and I put a, a cow rack of ribs on the other shoulder. It's a little bit cold in Antarctica, so we had to beef up, you know, we yeah. had to wrap the animal skins around us to sort of survive down there. And what, you know, this is this is an exciting year for Guar. You guys, this is a special anniversary time for you all. You're getting out there uh, a lot more and, you know, people are learning, people who have never, you know, listened to Guar are getting to see you all and listen to you you know, for the first time, but you guys have been around for forever. It certainly seems that way, Fred. Forever is what it feels like. It's like 30 years of fucking torment is what it is. It's, uh, yeah, but this year, 2020, is the 30th anniversary of our breakout record, Scumdogs of the Universe. Um, and we're doing a lot of special releases and things, shows, you know, around that album to celebrate it, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of surprises from Guar, you know, new and old, uh, as the uh, as we move through the uh, the COVID months, which we're really enjoying. I mean, just the TV and the death tolls and just watching humans die is very, very. It's it's reality TV for Guar. It's 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 really great. Yeah, but you don't get to be on the stage and spray blood at people. That's got to hurt a little bit. Trust me, I'm feeling it too. You know, everyone's talking about how they're inside and they're cooped up and. Hey, Guar's no exception. You know, we we love getting out there and and killing you humans and playing live rock shows and doing all the things Guar does. And now we're not getting a chance to do that. So you can say we're we're missing it too. You know, we're missing yeah. we're missing what we do best. You know, I'd rather I'd rather be killing humans than a virus do it. Put it that way. And yeah. and I'm sure you would rather die at the hands of Guar than have some virus which you can't see or even know how you get it or contract it kill you i mean that just seems like a really really piss poor way to go you know you don't even know what kills you well i mean what i appreciate is that my body wouldn't go to waste you all would carve me up and you know use my parts as you saw fit oh yeah right to the rotisserie with you friend <laughs> so you're a you're a bourbon fan when when did this start i am you know uh that's one of the uh the small delights that we found on this planet, at least for me, I uh, can't speak for the other scum dogs. They all have their hobbies and interests, penguin booting and, you know, uh, things like that. But mine seems to be bourbon. You know, I, uh, I, I met some interesting people uh, a while ago and I guess, you know, I've always sort of been a drinker, but I didn't really get into like the bourbon, what it was, the rise, things like that, figure out what I liked. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe like 2006, 
somewhere in there. I started to pay a little more attention and uh tell you what, hooch was a lot easier to get back then too. Yeah. Oh, I bet. It's getting I... harder and harder, it seems, to get the good stuff. Now, Jizmac, when you walk into a liquor store, I mean, do you just straight up rob the place or do you actually spend money in there? Well, yeah, in the, on earth you have to spend money. So Sleazy P. Martini, our manager, he he doles us out like a sort of a per diem, if you will, and and I spend mine all on bourbon. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Well, it's glad it's glad to hear you know that you're not just going into the liquor store and killing everybody. Well, we could, but I figure if I killed all the employees of the thing that I like to drink the most on this world, then. I wouldn't have anywhere to go to buy more of this drink. So we need, those are essential people. That's what really happened. We figured out during COVID-19 that schools and education, not essential, liquor stores, essential. So I I was really happy about that. All right. So I'm going to tell you how tonight is going to go, my friend. We, I have, uh, I have sent you uh, five whiskeys. They are labeled, a, B, C, D, and E. And because you are a bourbon fan and I have double verification that you have a good uh, good palate, a friend of mine in Washington, D.C. drank with you once. He survived. He lived, uh, but his bourbon did not. And he said you had a really great palate. Derek Brown well, in Washington, D.C. bragged about you a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's very kind of him. And of course, if you're buying the rounds, I'd probably let you survive. Um, <laughs> you know, bourbon seems to have, have what I've landed on and, and some rise too. I'm, you know, I went my way through the scotch and the Irish whiskeys and stuff and kind of landed in the bourbon world as, as what I really, really like. I don't really think I could even drink the scotch much uh, anymore, but there are some crazy things out there that'll surprise you. You know, some of the Japanese whiskeys, you know, uh, it's, it's really cool to test it, but you know, if I'm, if I'm going to sit around in the Antarctic stronghold, I'm pouring a bourbon for sure. I love it. So I'm going to tell you what is in this mix. Okay. All right. But- it's going to be hard though. Cause I can't read. So these weird these weird runes that you put on these bottles. I'm not sure what they mean. So, well, you're, you're going to, so what you'll do is you, you'll hold it up and I'll tell you, you are tasting a, but what you are going to do Jizmac, is you are going to be the critic tonight and you are, I normally rank whiskeys tonight. You are going to be doing the ranking and you're going to tell me what you're tasting. You know, does it taste like the corpse of a seal you know, is it like, is it feeling like it's a, you know, a bird that fell out of the sky? Listen, you've got your palate and you taste how you taste. I mean, you, blood is your thing. That's not mine. It's not a tasting note I use very often. But these are, these are the whiskeys I sent you. Okay. Eli- Elijah Craig, uh, barrel proof, batch A119. An excellent, uh, an excellent choice. The Jack Daniels, this is probably going to hurt you a little bit. The Eric Church edition, the country music singer. Oh, yeah. Do you like country music? I like like the messaging of country music where, like, you're down in the dumps and your dog has died and you've lost your job and your wife's cheating on you. I really like the messaging (laughs) of country music, but I'm more of an old school, you know, country fan, Grand Ole Opry and the Johnny Cash and the Dolly Partons and, and things of that nature. 
Love you know, Patsy Klein. Patsy Klein might have been probably one of the greatest country singers, if not greatest singers ever. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So. And then I've got a bottle in here for you that is uh, you can only get in Kentucky. Heaven Hill, six-year-old, green label. Uh, yes, yes. You're bringing the noise, Fred. You're bringing the noise. I love you, baby. Parker's Heritage Collection, Promise of Hope from the year 2013. Never had it, but great man. I heard he was a great man. In Incredible the man. And then coming in all the way from distilled in 1974, uh, a gift to me by uh, a very good friend, um, Hirsch, 1974. Widely considered. What's that? I'm sorry. I was just got so excited there. Is that the Hirsch before they went out of business in the 70s, Hirsch? That's the Hirsch. That's the Whoa. Hirsch. This is the, Whoa. this is the, this is the Hirsch that uh, my good friend Chuck Cowdery uh, thinks is the best bourbon that ever made. I think it's incredible. It's definitely up there. Um, so it is, um, it is a bit of a treat. The A H Hirsch, the A H Hirsch, night distilled in 1974, bottled in 1990. A six-year-old. Six-year-olds taste the best. You just sixteen-year-old. Yeah, sixteen-year-old. Well, sixteen-year-olds. They're a little tough and chewy, but <laughs> the babies are, are tender. They're softer. Six-year-olds are weak. <laughs> oh boy! So you you can you can uh, start. You know, raise your uh, raise With your glass and. Tell me the, the ruin language there that you don't know. Okay, you want to start with that? I don't know. I just picked one up. That is C. That Actually, is C. I drank these all already. I just put tea in them so we could fake this yeah. interview. I'm already, I already <laughs> drank everything that you gave me. I didn't care what it was. No, I'm kidding. Here we go. Oh. Let's, we'll get how fancy to it. We'll do the, the McCann here. Let's see. How much did I pour? The whole thing? Uh, whatever to your you, – so you need to be able to taste back and forth. So let's, uh, which one did you pour? Did C, what was right, C? You're doing C, okay. Yeah, somebody told me this was the letter C. This is great. Learning everything, learning on the show already. So I'm going to taste with you, but I'm not going to tell you, uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is oh, be- yeah. because you're going to pick. Uh, we're going. We're. I'm going to rank them, but I'm going to be silent. I'm not going to talk as much about what I like here, and um, I, I'm just yeah, gonna. I feel like you're setting me up to fail, Fred. This is there's there's like. no. You you heard the whiskey list. There's no wrong answer tonight. You're probably correct on that. All right here we go. Glass C. Man, it's really tough. I mean, it's got some fire to it, you know. Um, but it felt great in the mouth, like yeah. kind of viscous, you know. Really nice on the tongue. I I gotta tell you, this has a big note of banana chip. Like, uh, you ever get like a a little sack sack of potato ch- or banana chips after you ate somebody? You wanted to wash it down with some bananas or something? Uh, no, never happened to me. 
ever. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is delicious. Um, man, it's really tough to. Uh, may, uh, maybe I'm out of a, a little practice here. I gotta sort of. You gotta loosen you know, up. I don't have all of the vocabulary for the descriptions of these things, but I really did like the way I didn't. I liked the heat a little bit. It wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. I usually do like a, a, you know, a sphere cube. And I'm kind of a slow sipper, like all night, you know. Um, but yeah, you you can't uh, you can't deny that. I should do some more of that, just to just to make sure. Just to now, how do you how do you get it in there? I mean, those teeth are uh, those are pretty big teeth. Man, it's really hard to get a dentist during COVID nineteen here. Like these things really hurt. They're totally in the way. Um, yeah, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's definitely not cool drinking uh, bourbon through a straw. So you just got to try to make do, you know? Oh, I, I, I bet, you know, and you, when you drink bourbon through a straw, you miss out on that whole, uh, aspect of smelling it, right? Yeah. You got to smell it. You got to nose it and, you know, open your mouth a little bit. And, you know, sometimes even, you, you know, you can get it on your hands and you can, sort of smell it too mm. now you're i've never come across a member of your species do you have other organs that you can smell and taste like around your body or is it do you just smell and taste in this in this area yeah we're we're yeah we're kind of set up the same way you know we have a nose so we use that mm. i mean we also we're immortal too so that's a little bit there's one of the differences between humans and gore you know we, we can't die so, uh, but as far as biologically, you know, the senses are quite, are quite similar. No, that's good to know. I, I, I kind of think though that our taste buds aren't as developed maybe cause you, you have all the fancy lingo on, on, on the, you know, the bourbon notes and the florals and the everything. And, you know, we, we, we drink to get drunk sometimes, you know, we're raging marauding space aliens you know so it's this is like our fuel so we can you know get into our conquests well i, I mean that makes perfect sense um you, you you gotta you sometimes you gotta get lubricated to get on the stage to shoot at people with human blood i understand so no, i tried the drinking for after the, you, the, oh really oh the, yeah the show is a serious thing it's always high level you know i, I save the drinking for after when it shows but when we're killing, we're usually drunk. That's why we're killing people because we're out of our minds, wasted. But for for the big rock show where we gather you people for the killing, you know, I've I've got a job back there on the drums, and and you can't do that drunk. That's just anybody who says any musician who comes on your show or anywhere else says that they can play better stoned or drunk or high or whatever drug of their choice. Uh, they. They're they're actually crazy and uh, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, you know, you, you can write great music on good drugs, but you cannot play it while you're on the good drugs. Not as well as sober. I've, we found this out. We've done a lot of testing. We found this out through actual testing. So, well, I mean, you know, that's how you come to trial and error, right? So I got to tell you, um, I actually. I, I help um, I help Danny Wimmer presents put on uh, music festivals uh, in in Kentucky. Like I help them on the bourbon side. 
Yeah, and we so, were at um, we were, were at one of those. You were at Louder Than Life. Uh, yeah, that was recently, a good one. And and you sprayed me uh, backstage. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But of course, of course, we did. Yeah. How did it feel? I mean, you survived. That was I, I, good. I, I survived, uh, and I didn't get, I didn't get a lot. Just a little. You know, the other people around me, you know, got it pretty good. And cool. Then, so you uh, watched the show. What did you think? I loved it. You know, the, what I loved is, what I loved is like the, the the level of fans that you all have, and and like how you all play to a crowd, unlike really anybody, and uh, and that just like that energy. It's just it's just great because you see a lot of people there's a lot of bands who try to do costumes and masks and everything and it just uh they can't pull it off you know yeah i i can't speak for them but you know it's it's definitely it's definitely takes a little bit to be able to play music with yeah. crazy costumes on you know you can't it's not for the faint of heart and if and you guys do you guys play actual good music too and it's you know for the for the genre of the um uh of hard rock heavy metal you know you all are icons so it's uh it's it's a real pleasure to you know, to drink some whiskey with you for sure yeah yeah this is great i'm 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 very thankful you sent me the good hooch you know uh right now uh in antarctica um uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of uh, liquor stores here, so uh, well, really I, I saw and, I saw someone snuck some pictures of your bar, you know, so I got to see that you're the real deal, you know. Yeah, we, we got a few, I got a few here, but you know, a lot of the stuff can't get it, so I haven't even tasted it yet. Stuff I've been wanting to get my hands on, and some of it's right here in this in these little samplers. So this is great. Let's let's do it. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next one. This that is, the is next one. that is glass E, glass, glass e. e. By the time you get to the fifth one, you forgot the first two. Is that how this works? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for, for, for a lot of people, <laughs> a couple of pros like us, though, nah. Wow. So what did you think? Oh, this one is this one is one of my favorite go-tos. Um I love to I love to buy this one and have it in my house always. And so for those who the this is actually streaming live in my YouTube membership community and oh, they, nice. And they and they know what what this is most likely, but this is one. Well, this is a. Good I'm not sure I do, but I know it's good hooch. Mm. Yeah, that's tasty. Yeah, it is. It's really tasty. Now this is one where you can like, you can sip on it after a show, smoke a little cigar, you know, backstage. 
I'm a big cigar smoker as well. Now, do you do you do you can you like hold the cigar in the teeth? Oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah, of course. But like I said, it's all after show stuff for me. Party starts after, so love it. So how do you feel about this one in comparison to to the last one? I like it. I think it's a little smoother. The last one was a little hotter. Um, okay. this, this one more, I think, feels like, uh, you know, it feels like um, maybe about 4% driving school might be involved with this one. You know, I know it's 51% corn to be a bourbon, but I think somewhere down the recipe, there's probably like 4% driving school to this one. 4% driving school. Yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're getting pulled. If you, Yeah, that's too good right there. <laughs> you're getting pulled over, in other words, if you and you're going to be going to driving school. Um, so when did your when did your fascination for good bourbon start? Well, I think I, I had a, a, a family friend. Yes, that's right. Guar's got family. They introduced me. They gave me a bottle of Blanton's. Right. So they're like, mm-hmm. this is it. I don't care what anyone says. Six hundred thousand dollar bottle of bourbon. This kicks all their butts. Right. So that was sort of an introduction. I'm like, all right, it's great. It's drinkable. It's smooth. Sure. And then for a while after that, I'm just easy to find. I was just a Maker's Mark guy for about a year. Drinking Maker's. You know, way before they came out with any of the 46 or castrate, you know, that was just like, that's like having a Coca-Cola. You just get the makers, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, 2010, well, 07, but 2010, I was just like, well, what's all of this? You know, let's really dig in and, you know, start trying different uh, brands different strengths you know i found out that really like oh you know the 80 the 90 proof that's all great but it's watered down no wonder it's smooth you know Mm. like yeah you gotta start at 100 and go up you know you gotta get the proof up to get the to get the real flavor and and the real good stuff and get really drunk which is also a a plus and then i find out that you know those tastes to me were a lot better like you know drinking 80 proof or you know, almost single barrel 90 or 92 proof. It just didn't seem to be enough. My addiction got stronger. <laughs> so the booze needed to get stronger as well. So, so, um, so you are taking E over C at this stage. I think so. Okay. I thought it was a little hotter and I thought E had, had a little more flavor. Like you could taste you know, and I don't know the differences, you know, the the nutmeg forward bourbons and the cinnamon forwards. I mean, I mm-hmm. fall, I think I fall somewhere in the nutmeg and cinnamon classes of what well, I that, drink that most. Would, that would make sense uh, with your your early liking of, um, of uh, Blanton's and then your liking for this one. Let's go ahead and move to the next glass. I'm not even sure. All right, we're going here. All right, going to A. I'm told this is an A. I'm trying very hard to hide it from the camera so you can't see it. Don't worry, I can't see anything. Like I said before, you know, we 
we don't have a great sense of taste and we don't have a great sense of sight and humans look blurry i couldn't tell if you were a, uh, a cow or a human being so that's why we just slaughter everything in our path we just Ooh. it smells like a heavy hitter like this is going to be some high octane hmm. Ooh, that's an unusual taste. Haven't that's not a typical what I what I experienced drinking other bourbons. Yeah, I noticed that the Glen Cairn really fits nicely in your jaw. It's like it's like they almost made that little you know curve at the end. You use what works. These things are great. Mm. I gotta get some guar. Uh, Glen Karen's made up. That would be a good idea. I'll, I'll, I will have it done. I will make it so. Yeah, this one's got a little... It's a little dry, isn't it? Like afterwards. It's a little dry in the mouth. Man, that's good. I don't know what to say about it, Fred. That's good. Do you like, do you like A over E and C? I think it's different. I, I, I'd have to go back to the E. Um, but I think A definitely is, is, I like it because it seems, you know, highly unusual uh, across the other spectrums of bourbons that I've had. So mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying it because it's got some different, uh, you know, flavor to it that, that I'm not really used to. That's why I just keep going to it. Mm. Well, I just I just finished it and yeah I'm just yeah I mean you could so you good. could make the argument that that's they just keep getting better as I pick them mm. yeah maybe you're getting warmed up too yeah that's true that one was definitely you can feel it going down you can feel a nice warm this would be great on a cold uh, fall or winter day. You know what? I poured the wrong one. I just I just relooked at the ah. list. I, I just relooked at the list. I poured the wrong one. Maybe I'm the one who's had too much. I don't know. How many of these things did you do today? Uh this is my <laughs> this is my third interview today, but one one blew me off. So Man, it's just like a job, isn't it? it so is how does one how does one become a a uh, connoisseur in the in the whiskey, all of whiskey world, such as yourself, and and make that into a career. Because you know, I've started doing some of that myself. Mm -hmm. We have a little segment on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. We have a show called Undead from Antarctica, mm -hmm. and I have a little uh, what's called Jizmax Cocktail Corner. Mm -hmm. So that's just started. There's only a couple episodes in. And right now, I'm just going to say, whenever you want, you can come on my show, Jizmax Cocktail Corner, and we can switch roles. I'd love that. I'd love that. Will you Will you wear an ascot if I come on? I, I, no. <laughs> nope. That's never, never going to happen, Fred. You don't tell me. I tell you. I'm the god here. <laughs> You're drinking the wrong shit, even. Get your shit together. <laughs> You're supposed to have my show is way better than this 
No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I love I love the the bourbon. So I'm like, hey, we're sitting around at home. Let's let's create some content, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, sitting around the bar. Of course, I'm gonna create Jizmax Cocktail Corner. It it makes a lot of sense. It makes yeah, a lot of sense. Here, see here at my bar, Jizmax Cocktail Corner. You have to uh, toast uh, Dean Martin. He's the master of libations at at my uh, neck of the woods. So the first drink in Jizmax Cocktail Corner always has to salute Dean Martin there. Well, you know, Dean Martin was a huge uh, Jack Daniels fan. So they were the Rat Pack yeah. really looked like the Jack, the Sinatra. They got his his specialty mm-hmm. bottle and everything. That's pretty much all he drank. So the company that owns uh, Jack Daniels, uh, they had uh, they had somebody follow around Frank Sinatra to make sure he always had Jack Daniels on his person. Like he always had Jack Daniels, and if he didn't, the Jack Daniels rep was in the room or nearby where he could give him a case instantly. Man, it's great to have that kind of power. I wish I had some sort of person following me around trying to shove alcohol down my throat. I'd- that's just like a dream come true. But, you know, when you're Frank Sinatra, you can pretty much get anything you want. I mean, look at the women he had. Mia Farrow. Whoa. I mean, he, he, got was, he, was, uh, he, he was the original. Uh, he was the OG of kind of like he was a rock star before there was even a term, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He really, uh, he really took that Bing Crosby stick to a whole new level. Yeah. That Bing Crosby was kind of dry and... I, he he's all right in a, in like the acting side, but I I never liked his music in comparison. It was just the voice, you know. I think yeah. Frank tried to emulate. You know, Crosby was the he was the the mattress peak there. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. voice was so smooth, and probably Frank was. You know what they say about the youth? They sharpen their teeth on the bones of the old. So that's probably what Frank was doing with Bing there. He was so old and he was just going to sharpen his teeth and get his stick and get his voice down and just do it with more style and, and better than Bing could have ever done it, you know? Now, uh, there's some there's some, a lot of questions coming in for you in the chat. Uh, oh, I'm, nice. I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, have a sip on the mm-hmm. one that uh, I was supposed to pour for myself when you poured the last one. Uh, and, um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of questions coming in wanting to know if, if you would ever like start your own, your own, your own brand of liquor or whiskey. Well, that's funny. They should ask that because there actually is something in the works. I can't talk about it right now. It's all top secret. Um, but Guar will be getting into the whiskey game. I'm not going to tell you what type. I'm not going to tell you what company. Um, but I would look out for it in 2021. Uh, we've already done some tastings. Um, we've given uh, the lawyers from uh, their company and, and the lawyers that represent Guar, we've given them pistols and they're going to walk at 10 paces and whoever gets killed wins the deal uh, there. We'll get everything they need in the contract. But yeah, I would look for a Guar representation, a legit, you know, distributed around America, uh, whiskey from Guar in 2021. Cheers to that, my friend. That's badass. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about it, especially me, since I'm the big drinker. Definitely, definitely looking into that. Don't want to just stop there, though. 
No, you know, in order for you to make money, in order for yourself to make money, just Mac, you can't buy it all. You know, you have to, you know. Oh, no, the, no, you get into the game, so they give it to you for free. If my name's on it, they just have to give it, they just have to supply it, right? So <laughs> I'm tired of buying it, you know. I was like, hey, I need my own stuff. That way I can get cases into the house for nothing. Man, that's great. Yeah, there's everybody's calling for me to do a head-to-head with Slipknot's whiskey, so... That'll oh be, yeah, that'd be a fun well. One. You know, there might be. I don't know yet. We haven't decided. We're doing a lot of tasting, so I haven't decided. You know, can you compare apples to oranges? You know, how do you compare? Mm. You know, a Scots to a bourbon or a Japanese malt whiskey to a Irish whiskey? Like, to me, they all have their own unique yep. thing, and it's very hard to like compare apples to oranges, so to speak. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You know. Gwars. Actually, I did. I did a Slipknot. I did a Slipknot review on the Jizznax Corner. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly corn, though. So it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not preferred. You know, I like the weeded. I like you throw a little barley in there. Throw a little baby in there. Like something. You need better flavor. <laughs> you can't just make it all out of corn. But for the for the whiskey that it is, it's it's good. You know. Now, did you uh, did you guys like throw in some bones or meat or anything like that for the fermentation for this new whiskey you got you know, coming I don't out? Know. I, leave that, I leave that up to the scientists. There, they have their they have their lab. I mean, obviously, they, we can make suggestions, but ultimately, it's up to them uh, to decide the recipe, the mash bill. You know, we just drink the stuff they send us, and we're like, "Yep, that one." <laughs> you know, that's how it's going to boil down, pretty much. That's awesome. Well, congrats to what is to come. I'm excited about that. Now, Thank let, you. let's go to uh, glass four, whichever one that may be for you. Uh, we're going here, I suppose. All right, we're going to D. Take it to D like James Brown. Can I get it at D? When are you going to let me stand up and do my thing, Fred? <laughs> Give a drum of some. Hey. I don't know. That e, that what's the last one? That A. That was hard to beat. So you did have some of the A. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is so now you're like you're double dipping now. Yeah. A, A is A is no joke, my friend. A is no joke. Yeah, that one just I kept I like went to it three times. Like it wasn't just taste it and it's really tough though. So these are all whiskeys, but this one doesn't necessarily feel like a bourbon whiskey. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It has a bit of kind of like a kind of cognac-y, uh, you know, sweet brandy-esque, you know, style. It does. It. it does. I mean, I wouldn't have said that, but definitely a sweetness that's a little different. Mm. You know, sometimes when you when you drink these incredible it's a little releases. peppery or something right uh there is some spice there yeah. yeah sometimes when you drink these incredible uh whiskeys you know just mac you and then you go then you go to something else you're like ah oh, i don't want regular jim beam i don't want i don't want maker's mark you know yeah. you, you can get spoiled real quick 
Well, also the other thing is that you're you're like the lineup here for one is stuff that I've definitely never tasted. Some of these, uh, and two, they were made in a time before this great, you know, whiskey yep. craze that we're in right now. So you know the processes to make that stuff were different. I don't know if those processes were better or worse or simpler. You know, everyone's making craft stuff, but I mean, there was really probably back then. You know, there was only Kentucky. Now every there's a distillery on every corner. It's like yeah. craft bourbon is like craft beer. So, yeah, and and it's not always good, you know. So, um, you know, a lot of those smaller distilleries, while I support them, I root for them. A lot of them cannot match the quality of, say, Wild Turkey or Four Roses or Jim Beam. You know. Well, they have heritage. You know, they have guys and families that have been distilling it forever. All the Russells, Bill Samuels and Junior, and like, you know, they've been doing it, the whole families Mm -hmm. since the turn of the century, you know. So they have they have really the know how and and the background and the experience of tasting different seasons of, of this beverage a lot longer than somebody that's just a startup in Colorado or New York or wherever, you know, I mean, great distillers. Sure. They're making good stuff. There's definitely good stuff out there, but you know, how long have you been doing it? Did you learn from your great grandfather? You know, like that stuff kind of counts when you're making a product that takes six years to make it taste good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's also, you know, it's a lot like, you know, you're, you're like in like a, you're like in a, you're you're in a band that you know it's spanning three decades um you've got multiple generations of fans you know there are people like i just had uh i just did a live stream with emerson hart uh the lead singer of tonic and you know he was telling me about seeing you guys uh in, in a ballroom and not knowing not knowing the show and then he got sprayed and everybody who ever goes to a gore concert is like so connected and i guess where i'm going with that is is like having like that heritage and having a band that has like you know such deep connection to its fans like the grant the the gore brand it lives and it lives and it lives and it's a lot like the whiskeys you know, that's passed down to the families, they may not necessarily have the same recipe, but they got the same level of bullshit and the same swagger as their ancestors. They just, you know, change it up a little bit, but it's in the DNA. Like, there's something about, like, war that is, is very similar to some of those heritage bourbons. Well, we love we love our beloved Bohabs, as we call them, the true... Guar fans that know probably more about my band than I do. Uh, they're loyal to to a fault. They will spend all of their burger flipping bucks on merchandise and going to Guar shows. And yeah, Guar is definitely a different experience than any other band. You know, most bands are uh, they're kind of like watching TV. They're on this stage. They're in this picture box where you're viewing them, and of course they're giving you a message. You know, you might relate to. But you're sort of just viewing them. We're Guar, our our show and music leaps off the stage and hits you in the face with a big pile of goo, whether it's blood, piss, or semen. You know, it's a very interactive experience. So 
um, the fans definitely go wild for that. It's just not a spectator sport, so to speak. You got to get involved. You got to get down there in the pit and experience. You got to see it up close where it hurts. Now, ha- has the the blood, uh, urine, and semen, has, has that formula changed over the years? Or has it been the same, um, you know, mash bill, you know, over the 30 years? I think it's the same. I mean, you know, blood's blood. And there you go. Uh, yeah, it's been the same. It's been the same. <laughs> I mean, unless they came out, I know there's different blood types, you know, O positive, maybe B negative, whatever. Maybe, maybe. The, the new blood type, it's type two. Diabetes blood, type two. You know, that's probably that, that's the growing trend of of, of our fine uh, our our fine country for sure. Well, the uh, bourbon's helping that along. There's enough sugar in this stuff to. Actually, there's not more. sugar. It's it, it's like it's it 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 gets processed differently. Uh, I mean, you're still gonna get it fat and it'll fuck up your cholesterol, but it you know <laughs> it's it really should. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I mean, what what the fuck do I know? But <laughs> so, what was your what was your final thought on D? D was the last one. It mm-hmm. just. I don't know. I don't know. Ed had the little the spice to it. It didn't have. It didn't seem to be as complex as the others. And maybe didn't didn't strike me as like it was a, a bourbon. Definitely a whiskey of some sort. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Okay. So, I mean, when I'm wrong and someone tells me I'm wrong, I just lob their head off. But you know, you're, there's you know, no there's no wrong answers here. But that's just what that one sort of felt like. So, what's your favorite so far? Is it still A? I, I think so. It's A. I had okay. to keep going back to it. I like it. E, e was very pleasurable, very pleasurable. But A seemed to be like, wow, man, that's that's something I've never had before. Let's get more of that. Interesting. So what if I told you that A, D, and E were all from the same distillery? Then I need to go visit <laughs> that distillery right away. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna walk away from this interview. Get in my bat-shaped helicopter and fly there right away. Done. So well, you have one left, though, right? We yeah, we have one left. We have one left. Maybe that'll undo everything I just said. It could very well do that. Now, this is the one that I already poured, so. So this is this is the totes and the goats of the crew. This is the one you like, I bet. You're trying to trick me. Oh no, I, I'm trying to keep a good poker face here. By the way, a lot of comments coming in from people uh, who are watching us uh, in this interview here on the on my YouTube membership live stream. And they're all so, like, "What the fuck is that?" Right? They don't no. even know what it is. They're they're, they're like. They're like this dude knows his whiskey. They're very impressed by you. Well, look, your meaningless accolades and all your high praise will not spare your life. <laughs> but your bourbon will, so keep sending. Oh man, I don't know what that is. What was the taste on the end of that? That was great.
Are you frozen? No, I'm I'm observing you. You you've got oh, okay. you've got the uh you're you're getting the little you're getting the wiggle down your spine of, of a great whiskey, it looks like. Yeah, it feels that way. I'm trying to like place like the flavor, you know, and try to be articulate about it. But you know, we're we're, guar. we're not that articulate at times. But you we're barbarian from outer space. But this but, one But you can tell like it was it was like connecting to your soul and your and your hate for for humans. Yeah, it's good. A little oakier. It's cool. So where does where does B rank in your now now it's time to choose your favorite. And as you're doing that, we we do need to talk about a very important issue with me. And I want to know what your opinion is on vodka. Oh, vodka. Well, you know, Guar did a vodka. You know, we had a we used to put on a festival, you know, a few years back, you know, I think 2016 was the last time we did a barbecue. We'd have a big festival in Richmond, Virginia. And so, you know, we're like, all right, we had the Guar beer from Cigar City. You know, we did a Kilsner, we did an odorous ale, we did a, you know, an IPA or whatever. And I was like, we got to step it up. We need a spirit. And of course, given the time frame, you can't wait six years for bourbon to be ready. So we had to choose something else. We choose vodka. I mean, pretty much anyone can make it. That's why there's just, you know, there's nothing to it. It's, it's, it's tasteless. It's smellless. And that's pretty much the way it leaves you, you know, your hangover. It's just, it's, it's really not a great, I mean, if you want to drink anything you pour into vodka and you want it to taste like that, that's what vodka's for. You know, so if you want to taste orange juice or cranberries or Coca-Cola or Sprite or whatever, yeah, put vodka in it and you'll get all fucked up. But if you want to taste a really good, you know, spirit, you got to go with bourbon. You got to go with the brown stuff. Vodka is just, I don't know, it seems like it's for college people. Yeah. I'm with no you offense on that with one. college, you know. No offense with college people, I guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, college people are deserve to be eaten too. It's easy, accessible. College kids are broke. It's cheap. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta be gainfully employed to drink some of these bourbons. Mm, you know, yeah. these things are pricey. You know, vodka. You can get a handle of that for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously that seems like a, a younger man's game. So I'm going to refamiliarize myself with glass B. Yeah. Meanwhile, you you put your ranking together. You know what? I really thought I really thought I would be able to tell what was the Jack Daniels, and I might have figured it out. But I just think A might have to be the top one, just because it was such an interesting taste, one that I hadn't experienced a lot before, if at all. A. I think was, it was A. a was Elijah Craig. Um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. See, I've had that before. Yeah, I've had that before. Maybe, maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. I thought it kind of tasted like something I hadn't had before. So maybe my taste buds aren't that great. Well, maybe it kicked thing. into my brain and it told me you've had they, this before. Really they, good. They, uh, they do a, um, they do several releases. Uh, you know, so they do multiple releases a year. They do and, A, B, and C, right? A, B, mm-hmm. and C. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and each one is different. What is number two? What's the last one we tried? 
Uh, that would be glass B. B. That was B. I think I might have to go head to head on the taste again, but I think it's, it's going to be E. E it's is not, number two. I think. You might. Let's do a taste off. Ba ba da da. The taste off. Just Max coming in between glass E and B. Ba 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 ba. Oh my God. That's all. Glass drunk and glass drink. <laughs> yeah, E. He's number two. E coming in at number two for Jizmac. You can find this in Kentucky. For about mm, twelve bucks, and that's yeah, the I'm a, I'm a cheap uh, date. Heaven Hill uh, six-year-old. When I'm holding this up, does this look blue to you? It's kind of like a periwinkle blue, purple, isn't it? Well, then the we Heaven have. Hill. Then we I've have. Been some, big, I've been a big uh, a fan of Heaven Hill stuff. Then we have some problem with my color on the camera because this is this is a green label. Green. <laughs> it's green. Yeah, does not look green. Giddy up. All right, what's number three? I don't know. I forgot the other two. I guess it's B. B? Yeah. B is the A.H. Hirsch, 16-year-old, distilled in 1974 and bottled in 1990. Uh, very, very difficult to find. And um, I should have known that the good one you sent me that was hard to find, one of these little bottles was only half full. The rest <laughs> were completely full. He's like, I'm not giving that Guar guy the good shit. I'm going to give him a half bottle. <laughs> No, I think actually, I think uh, I think it leaked out. They were all they were all full. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it might have leaked they out. They came, they came intact. I don't know. You did a great job. The packet came intact. The the mailman mailman have been known to take it, or or my assistant took a plug. Um, yeah, like how does that work? Isn't it illegal to to ship spirits? Isn't uh? Is I, I'm sorry, just you, back. You're you're coming in. Just Mac, you're coming in broken up. I can't hear you. Courier pigeon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brings the. Well, we had we had someone drive it to your house from a from a from a remote location in Guatemala. Yeah, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but you know they ought to they ought to lift whatever ban they have on that stuff, especially now. Oh, it's a dump. Yeah. People are trapped inside. You know, I don't like these state uh, controlled. Uh, liquor stores either because we can't get any of the good stuff if i'm in pennsylvania or virginia or somewhere you know it seems like uh you can't get some of the good juice and when you do enough of these guys are hanging out in lines two hours before the liquor store opens just to get the only six bottles of stag jr i felt like they all look like that crackhead on the Chappelle show like man you got any of that stag man you got any of that you know they're just they're just all over the place. You can't get any good ho hooch in the state money. <laughs> you know? No, you cannot. <laughs> Terrible. 
I gotta make I make trips to Kentucky twice a year. Visit some friends and family, go do some tours and try to go find stuff that I can't get. Well you gotta make sure you add me to that list and Yeah, we gotta over. hang. We gotta we'll, hang. We'll take care of you. Yeah, how does that work? Let's do that now. Do I have to even come there? Like, is there a way that I can say, like, hey, I'm looking for this, and you have a source you can point me to so I don't have to stand out in the cold for two hours? To... I've got... I get the, the Guar slaves to do it for me, but still. I've, it's I've, got a lot of, I've got a lot of sources, definitely. I bet you do. we got to have to talk after this interview. Yeah. I'm looking for a couple of particular bottles that I know are hard for me to get, and the reason is is because I want to taste them. Like, I don't get it. I'm on the, I'm on the interwebs checking out the bourbon groups and, and listening to people talk. And uh, these guys are just putting it on a shelf and not even drinking it. How do you feel about that? The collector value kind of thing. Uh, you know, it, it, it is a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch 22 for me because those are the people who like watch a lot of them, like watch my stuff and read my work, but I so you incur- can't talk shit about them. Well, you really I, fucking I, because they're wasting the juice and leaving it to dust on a shelf. You know you hate them, Fred. Say it. I, Say I, encourage, I encourage them to drink. I encourage them to drink their bottles. And um, I, it, it's an obvious question. When I see a bunch of bottles unopened, I'm like, why won't you open it? And then I, and then I have friends that will have me over, and they want to show me their collection. And I'm like, oh, I'll have that... Um, you know, the Pappy 15 from 2002. And they're like, oh, oh, well, I was waiting for a special occasion. Well, right like now, motherfucker. Like you're not special enough, right? Right. Now you know where you, who your real friends are. Are you right? I and, always and- say there's two kinds of friends. One, it helps you move into an apartment. And the other, your best friends, they help you move a body. Yeah. <laughs> you can do classifications of friends. Now I will say that if you come into my home or you come into my office, um, all my bottles are open, and I will share them. I I share and I have samples dating back from the last fifteen years, and wow. and I find stuff all the time that I forgot I had, and the only things that I have not opened um, are things like um, that I found on a really special hunt. Like, like, uh, like some, some Dowling's eight year old, which the Dowling family was, you know, they were really important in bourbon history. Uh, they moved a distillery to Mexico prior to prohibition and made Mexican bourbon, which was shit by the way. And they came back water down there. That's why I probably gave you the runs. Yeah. (laughs) The waters were shit in Mexico. How the fuck are you going to make bourbon there? You can't even drink the water. You sure that guy was important to bourbon history? He sounds like he did. Sounds like he misstepped off a cliff there with that. Uh, Mexican, well, the Mexican. Was the law chasing him? What was the well, matter? The re- they they did that just so they could, just so they could uh, basically make bourbon uh, during prohibition, which basically banned the making of bourbon. But the reason right. why they are important is because they're a big part of why bourbon became a a unique product of the united states in that the the um you know 
they had they had evidence of like people were making Mexican bourbon and damaging the American bourbon style, and so it 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 forced Congress to say we need to protect bourbon, you know, so they can right. sell overseas and stuff. So it actually, you know, from that perspective, is is very important. But so it helped it helped with regulation. But sometimes the government likes to get too involved, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but in this yeah. case, it, it was a positive, which is rare for for the United States government. You know, it's but funny, in like. Case, in the alcohol industry doesn't actually mind a lot of government regulation. They just don't like taxes, you know, yeah. so who does it? Yeah. They just, they just don't want to pay taxes. And in fact, right now, like these, uh, these small distillers are about to have a 400% tax increase and it, it could force a lot of them to go out of business and like, they don't have enough to worry about already. Exactly. Always messing with the little guy. Yep. It's well, it's, you know, that's kind of way America is, though, you know, when it comes to marketing and products and the, and capitalism, you know, they they say it's free trade. But what it really is, is they want everything homogenized and boiled down to Coke or Pepsi. Mm-hmm. That's what we get. You don't get, you know, it's the, the renaissance for bourbon is right now because everybody's open. They're making it everywhere. It's great. They're like, you know, we were talking about the families and the heritage being important. But some people are making great stuff, and now we've got it all. Just wait until the government keeps messing with them, and then we're going to get boiled down to Coke or Pepsi again. And then yeah. we're going to be it. You know so, what? I, 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 I freaking, I freaking feel you, man. And I, and I, and it, and I hope you're, I hope you're wrong, but I know you're probably right. And it's scary. Yeah. It's well, scary. Best of, luck, best of luck to them. Yeah. Well, look, I'll keep supporting them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, That's you know, <laughs> but between you and me, we can definitely pay an electric bill. I know that. So where do you, so we we got your top three? What were right. your bottom? What were your bottom two? I think it went C and then D. I don't know. Let's finish them off. All right. I think it went C and then D was last. Now I'm starting to feel bad about D. Like, oh, poor D, it's bad. I will drink it. Yeah, C's really flowery on this taste to me. Ah, It's all good. It's so good. Do we have a tie, maybe? I don't know. I'm going to try a little bit more of the D. The C really came on that time, like really flowery tasting. No, I'm drunk. They all taste the same. <laughs> they're all the same right now. No, we're good. Um, yeah, I think D. Yeah, D just, uh, it's not a. You know, it's not quite as it's not quite as smooth. Or maybe just drinking it back to back, it was burning a little more. All right, so really great. A lot of these flavors really come out. I find when you put it on a cube. Yeah, you know, and that let, is let, true. Let, let the true. water get in there. So, Jizmac, this was I sent you some really really great uh, products, and you 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 have ranked them. Uh, a, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, number one. 
Uh, that's an allocated product that you cannot get unless you know a guy. Uh, at second, do I know a guy? Do I know a guy? I oh, you get a little toasted barrel there. Twisted, sitting right here on the bar. At number two, you rank Heaven Hill six-year-old, which is only available in Kentucky. And the reason why it's only in Kentucky and not outside is because they put no marketing in it, but you can find it between nine and twelve dollars. And it's a six-year-old green labeled 90 proof, absolutely uh beautiful. At number three, you had one of the rarest bourbons of all time in the 1974 A.H. Hirsch. Really quite, really quite complex for a lot of people. And this is one where, like, I did the tasting back to back to back. And and I have to tell you, like, I'm kind of with you on the – I'm with you that the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof – from what I tasted tonight, probably would be my number one. It would be my number really? one. We, we, we sync up on that. That's we, amazing. We, yeah, we sync I on think, number I one. I think you're probably way more experienced in this than I am. You know, you're but, you're you're the you're the drinker. I'm the drunk, so to speak. <laughs> Actually, that could be a good show, Drinker and the Drunk. I like Drinker that. and the Drunk. Yeah, there we go. You and, and me. Let's start it. Let's we get our a new podcast coming out. And at number four, you had the Jack Daniels, which was Glass C. So uh, not the Eric Church. That's the Eric Church one. See, I see, I passed that up. I passed that up when it hit the stores. I get there was some other allocated things, and I spent the money there, and I saw the Eric Church, and I'm like, yeah, Jack Daniels is more of a whiskey. I want a bourbon, you know, because it's straight whiskey. Jack Daniels is one of the only ones, and it's the most popular whiskey probably in the world just for the name and and I, I passed it up i didn't buy a bottle of that well you you uh you got a little sample i'll see if i can uh drum one up for you and get it for you but coming in in last place it's on my bourbons it's on my list of best oh, no. bourbons of the century it's from parker parker's Promise is that the same one hope. this is it this is this is uh this is what I poured you, my friend. See, you know why that was? Because I've never had it. I didn't know what I didn't know what I was tasting. I've never had it. It this. seems like I went with the stuff that I was familiar with, or just really blew my socks off, like the Hirsch and the Parker stuff. Well, I can't what's, get it. So what's I've never what's had interesting? What's interesting is the Parkers is basically the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, just a, just a different kind of batching, and um. Same distillery, same recipe. This one's a little older, but you know, it, it, the eleven year that you put on like number four, or number three, or bourbons of the century. Oh no! So that was that was number that was the eleven year. That was oh, so many to keep track of. That was this one. Holy smokes! Yeah. So that one's even better than this one here. Yeah, yeah. This this one's uh, this one is a lot of people's like favorite. And there's an emotional connection to it as well, but this is just really, um, it's a it, it's a good it's a good bourbon. But I will say that if I were doing is doing this tonight, it would have come in number three for me. And number two would have been what was your number three, which was the Hirsch, uh, Hirsch. 1974. And then coming in at um, third uh, would have been Promise of Hope. In fourth, 
would have been the Heaven Hill six-year-old, and last would have been the Eric Church Jack Daniels. So See, while while that's, our that's technically what you would say, or I might say, you want to put what you know, no, the notoriety of the good juice up at the front. But when you really taste it, I mean, look how many nights have you had? Like Heaven Hill Green Label, I've got that stuff. That's drink all night stuff. It's cheap. I love very old Barton too. Oh man, you know? I, this just, he Heaven five, Hill. I just five, six, seven glasses of that stuff. The Green Label's great. We got the White Label here, but you can't beat that stuff for the price, you know. And even though I didn't know what the price was during the tasting, right? It's obviously something I would I probably drank a lot of because I picked it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Jiz Mac. And I still can't get over the fact that my camera uh, is is putting this at blue. It's like driving me crazy. But uh, this <laughs> you're misrepresenting the product, Fred. Right. You're misrepresenting the product. Weird, really weird. But so this is this right here. If somebody were to take this and and bottle it uh, and call it something else, they could charge fifty bucks for it. That's how good it is. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I want to thank you too for the for the package you sent and the book. You know, Bourbon Curious. It sounds no. like you're experimenting in college with yeah. your sexuality. <laughs> Bourbon Curious. There, uh, you know, not sure, but the book's great, and I appreciate uh, you know sending me a copy uh, because I'm always interested in learning some new stuff about bourbon. It's really interesting find, figuring out the families and different distilleries and who's making what. And, and uh, I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, there's there's more to come. Our our friendship has only just begun, and I hope I hope that tonight's tasting has has uh, allowed you to spare my life. Well, we'll talk about the next package I'm getting in the mail, and that's probably going to be the deciding factor. <laughs> I expect one of these a week now, and for the remainder of our friendship. Ah, uh, so I, I'm in bondage here. I got it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk offline, and I'll be like, hey, I'm looking for this bottle, and you can tell me where to find it, because you certainly can't find it here. <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining me in what is my first Halloween special. I can't think of a better guest than Jismac of Gore. Gore, what, what, is, what can we – I know there's a lot coming out. You mentioned the whiskey. But what can we expect coming out from Gore? Do we have another Adult Swim oh, appearance? Gore's or... got a bunch of stuff in the works. I mean, obviously, we're working on new music for a release next year. There's going to be some Christmas release stuff. I mean, we're doing something really huge um, that's going to be announced pretty soon, and that's around Halloween, obviously, a very big uh, season for Gore on the touring spectrum. So there's going to be uh, you know, some stuff uh, coming out from Guar right around Halloween. There's new product. We've released our 30th anniversary edition of Scum Dogs of the Universe in a box set form. You know, we've got standalone vinyl. That thing is remixed, remastered, and no refunds. Man, it's just perfect. It's the way we always intended the record to sound 30 years ago and never got there. Um, I'm getting some cues that I need to go to driving school. I've drank so much. <laughs> um uh, there's a show there's actually we're doing our first live show uh, actually it's probably our own our only physical live show i mean you might be able to catch some things we're doing on the internet but we're playing a drive-in show on october 10th in richmond virginia there's a it's like the old school hardcore matinees there's the early show and a late show 
and that's where you drive in uh, in your car and we spew blood on it and you just sit in your car with the windshield wipers on and watch the Guar show. So that's happening October 10th. I mean, I know what I did when I went to a drive-in show and... I know what you did too, Fred. Yeah, I was there. I'm old. I know you got all hopped up with somebody, made some poor choices. <laughs> Probably got some kids running around somewhere you don't know about. I know what you guys do at the drive-in. I know American culture. <laughs> well, I let, let's hope that you don't interrupt anyone's good time there on that one. But maybe that's that's their fetish. Who knows? But um... yeah, you know, if you want to know anything, Guar. We got a YouTube channel, you know, and we got guar.net. You can find out everything that's going on with us. We're definitely busy, 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 you know, even though there aren't shows this year and we're not sure that when that's going to come back, the drive-in thing, you know, that's the tester that looks promising. There's online concerts, there's online YouTube stuff we're doing. I got Jizmax Corner. That offer is good as we uh, get the Jizmax uh, Cocktail Corner going. I'm going to have you on, Fred, so I hope you'll take my offer, and I appreciate Hell yeah. you. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I, I am a little disappointed you're not going to wear a NASCAR, but I'll come on. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it just, it's so hot, the ASCOT. It's hot, you know? <laughs> you know, you it, it actually, it, it breathes very nicely. It's, yeah. it's, a nice, it's a nice feel. It's okay. It's just something for me to choke you around your neck with. I mean, that's <laughs> like if that's where you want to play it, you know. You're not playing it safe there, but for sure. Mm. I mean, it beats a dicky. I think you probably look good in a dicky too. Remember the fake turtleneck? Yeah. With the little hair dicky that would tuck under the shirt. Yeah, that was, those were strange. Those were ask strange. a millennial. Ask a millennial what a dicky is and see if they get offended. They think it's some sort of sexual term. They they probably will get offended, <laughs> but but there's also the line of cargo pants that are dickies. So they mean oh yeah yeah. There's the brand yeah branding, very important. Well, listen, you know I I just you know I just enjoy the time we had just Mac and you know I I can't wait for the next time, and to come on to your show of course, uh to have a, a fine alien blood cocktail and um you know it it'll be a good time but uh. Happy 2020 COVID. Happy 30th anniversary to Gwar. You know, you guys have been rocking it and really giving out a... Uh, you guys are putting it out there, and you've got some hardcore fans. I just think it's awesome that I got the opportunity to sit down with you and, and drink some good bourbon. Hey, so. you know, the pleasure's all yours, for sure. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the good hooch, though. The hooch was great. Cheers, my friend. Also, shame on you for making a vodka. Vodka sucks. Yeah, you know, but we 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 nixed that. We're we're, we're working on the whiskey now. We nixed it. You know, I All told right. him I was like it was just a feeble attempt to try to get people drunk at our own festival. It was really more about the festival. And you know, when you when you're on the internet, you got to listen to these cries and screams and the wants of your fans. And they were like, I need to get more wasted. Beer's not enough. And you know, you could make the turnaround quicker. But it ended up, people were like, this stuff sucks. It has a taste to it. It's supposed to be tasteless, but ours didn't. I mean, you know, we put some special ingredients in there. So our vodka actually had a flavor. Um, but uh, no, I'm looking way more forward to the whiskey. And obviously, it takes a little more to mature, you know. I can't wait for that, my friend. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, well, you'll be the first guy, the first guy who gets some. 
Right on, man. Cheers. And I will, uh, I already toasted you, but then I insulted your whiskey. So cheers. cheers. Ah, fuck vodka. Fuck vodka. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that very scary uh, interview. Let's, let's hope that he allows me to survive and that he doesn't come get me later on in the night for uh, for reasons against the Antarctic and demon god culture or something. <laughs> but that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, next week, we're kind of like staying in line with a cool guest. I got Cynthia Gutierrez, the monster truck driver from uh, Canada. Uh, she's kind of a, a stellar athlete, and we drink some Canadian whiskey. And, um, and I don't know if you heard my dog bark back there, but uh, I brought my dog in the office. Remo, she's 13 years old and just the sweetest thing. Let's see if I can calm her down for a second. So I better cut this podcast off here because my 13-year-old puppy uh, has her eyes set on uh, something outside. So... Uh, that is my cue to go, and it makes sense that I have a dog barking in the background for this Halloween special, because, frankly, I'm afraid to go outside alone, because Jismac might just get me. Cheers, everybody. Be safe out there. Remember, vodka sucks. That's it for this week's Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Manscaped. Enter Smooth Fred to save 20% at checkout. By Michter's, by Beeline, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For all things Fred, just go to fredminnick.com. <laughs>